Hello, and welcome to episode 24 of the 21 Handshake Marketing Podcast. I'm Sarah, an account manager here at 21 Handshake. My name is Alex. I'm in charge of visual content. And I'm Isaac Oswalt, and I am the owner of 21 Handshake. Thanks, Isaac, for sitting in today for Ashley, who couldn't join us. So back to what do your customers star for? I know that question may seem a little odd for a marketing podcast to talk about, but maybe not. So let's get some background on that first and how I even came up with that question. So I was asked that question actually yesterday at, of all places, an art event in downtown Grand Rapids. Just to give you a quick synopsis, the art event's called Art Prize. It brings in artists from all over the world. Um, and they come and they install their creative pieces all over downtown in hopes of either winning or being in the top 10 or just even spreading their social message. So the question I was asked actually was, what do you starve for? A play on the whole idea of starving artists. But the question really kind of made me think for a minute, like, what do I, what do I starve for? And then later that night, I was looking over some notes in our calendar and what we were gonna talk about on the podcast, but I really couldn't get that, like, what do you starve for question out of my mind. Which then led me into thinking, well, what do our customers starve for? Do I know what our customers starve for? Do I know deep down what they want? And am I understanding that so I can serve them better? So we aren't talking about starving in the literal sense of starving. So, but we do want to think about what are like our customers' pain points and do I know them and what do they, you know, what do they starve for um, either personally or at their business. So I know this gets a little murky and can really go in a lot of different directions. And I think as businesses, we all think, well, let's keep it to the business and Let's talk about how our business is starving and so it needs to get better and how to gain the bottom line. But then at the same time, what makes up a business is the people and they're executing on all of those business goals. So what's the best way, in my opinion, to better a business? And I think everyone on this podcast would agree is to care about your employees and stand behind them. I hope you guys would agree with that because they're executing the business's goals. So I guarantee that that probably goes a long way in making your employees care about the business and want to do better overall as a human being for the business, et cetera. You were gonna say something, Isaac? No, I guess, so I guess you're basically say with this whole thing and like what do your, you know, what do your customers star for um, is, it's really two-pronged. It's like, you know, what does your team star for yeah. as well? Like if you really wanna get, the, honestly, if you wanna get all the information of what your customers star for, probably going to come from your team, right? Exactly. And the best way to, and I have seen businesses spend so much time focusing on what the customer wants and not figuring out what their own team wants, and that team becomes resentful. It's yeah. like, well, God, I mean, it would be nice if you asked me. Exactly. And, you know what I mean? Because exactly. Since we spend so much time with our customers. So I think even the title of this, I think it's actually two-pronged, and how you get there is maybe internal versus external, before you do external. Right, yeah, light the, light the fire of everybody getting on the same goal and finding out what everyone starves for, and then in turn, they're gonna wanna take that out to mm -hmm. their customers to, mm -hmm. to figure that out. Sure. So this could be, as I started to think about it too, like, well, we also do not have a lot of time as well. Like, how do you go about even 
spending time figuring out what your customers starve for and how, you know, how do you take that simple concept but then execute on it? And how do you see this idea of knowing what your customers starve for play out? And would it make a difference? Alex, what do you think? Well, I think there, there's one thing that we can probably get out of the way first, and that's understanding that everybody, like, the simple answer, or I think something that a lot of people would come up with is, you know, you either want it like more efficiently, more faster, mm -hmm. better quality, that kind of thing. That's, of course, everybody's gonna have that answer. Exactly. Um, why would you not? Um, but I think that aside, you know, there's still the question of like, what, beyond that, or like even in a more niche sense, like what, what are your customers looking for? Um, and, I think it's it, like everybody wants to be like seen, understood, and heard. Like everybody wants to feel like they have been listened to, but not exactly. just like not just like asked like, "Hey, what do you think?" But listened to and felt like they truly got heard, or an action was taken as a result of their thoughts. Exactly. Yeah, and I think what you said right there is key. An action was taken because of what I said. Right. Yeah. It's. It's a, it's a fascinating thing as I sit down um, and you know, you've talked to several uh, hundreds of people across the country and then uh, doing whatever you're doing in, in your employment. And it's always like, uh, people always tell you the story, well, we really like working with this person or this group because they do this and this and this with other people that are just like us. Exactly. And as much as that security of like, hey, they understand, they 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 uh, see they've seen our business before. We can learn from other things. The reason that's so valuable to be niche or to be specific in that area is because because they feel understood, right? Exactly. And when you feel understood, you have a common ground that you can grow to you know uh, grow together. And sometimes. You know, sometimes we, a lot of companies or a lot of people within the company think that they understand their clients and they might understand parts. And a lot of times they, 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 they're maybe a little bit, they're going to err typically on the side of thinking that they understand more than they really do. And um, mm -hmm. as opposed to thinking that they understand less, right? Right. And that's what we run into a lot too, actually. Uh, yeah. And I think a lot of that is predicated on, I, I think people make assumptions about what they think their customer wants. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so many times. And that I mean, kind of leads us down the path a little bit of, of, the, of what we've been working on yeah, with the ask method. Absolutely. Actually, yeah. actually, most of it with the ask method. And then there's a whole, um, I mean, there's a whole science behind this. And the one thing, the one thing I will say on this is it's really hard for people to tell you what they want. Like it's really hard for right. people to really define what they want, right? Right. I mean, but, even if we like, if we teed each other up right now, like I don't, I, I think it would be right. difficult to come up with something really meaningful off the top of your head. Sure. That's something you got to chew on for a little bit. And then I think though that comes back to kind of like we just got to put on those listening ears mm -hmm. because they might be giving you like it is really hard to answer that question. Like even when I was asked yesterday, what do you start for? I'm like, whoa, like what? Like you, you're kind of like, but it's the same exact. Like, what what does that person want? What does their business want? And again, but then maybe mm -hmm. if you're listening a little bit deeper, they're saying like, I want to make sure I'm at home at night. I love going to my kids' games. And so you're like, wow. So we need to put this in place to get 
for example, let's say building materials to this guy as quick as possible because he needs to get that job done because he needs to be home by 5 p.m. because sure. Sure. he wants to go to Billy's game. Sure, right. Sure. You know, and so when you kind of like that and then, you know, retouch back, like, hey, did you get those materials? I wanted to make sure they were delivered. Did you make it to your kid's game? This is like opens up a lot of conversation that you can have then with them mm -hmm. as For well. Sure. Uh, I don't remember who said this. It was one of these like uh, marketing gurus or... <laughs> That I follow. I don't remember who this was, but That's this was us. <laughs> exactly. Um, but they called it intuitive listening. Um, so, and I think it's exactly what you were just talking about. Right. Just kind of putting a name to that. Like there will there will be comments that come up here and there um, that are probably going to be kind of like consistent over time, and you'll kind of like pick up on things here and there. Maybe like oh, like they they don't right. know specifically like. They might not be able to tell you that I want all the, the, the stuff on the job site by like 3.30, but over time you might pick up that like, like you're saying. Yeah, I so need it there order... so I can go home. Right. <laughs> or sleep better at night or not have to so worry. There, there's, a couple, there's a couple things. I mean, going back to that ask, ask method, you guys were kind of talking about what we're learning is, you know, we've gone through this is because we feel we understand the markets pretty well that we play in predominantly, right. you know, building the building materials industry. But then I'm like, what are we missing? Like, how do we how do we do how do we dig even further? How do we how do we just uh, feel like they understand us to another level that is just off the charts, right? right? It's just uncomparable. And so we've gone through this. Ashley's going through this program, and the number one thing um, I've learned thus far is people can't tell you what they want. Most people cannot tell you what they want. But two things: they can tell you number one what they don't want. So you start yeah. with what they don't want. I don't want to miss my kid's game. Right. All right? So, and then number two, they can talk about past experiences. So with that said, it's up to the company or the people. If you're really trying to build a relationship with somebody uh, you know, in a business format, uh, format or a personal format, number one, you have to feel like you have a common ground and be understood. And you're listening to somebody talk about their life and yeah. talk about some of the things that they don't want and you're able to kind of deduct what they really do want. And the last part I'll say with that, and it's kind of like one of these goofy words out there, but it takes empathy to do that. Mm -hmm. It takes the ability to take yourself outside of your mm -hmm. body and put, put yourself in that person's two shoes right. and try to see the world the way they do it. And I'm telling you what, that is one of the most challenging things to do like in, a, in our space, especially when you have so many different people that our companies, our clients sell to, right? Yeah, that's, that's so true. So kind of to dig a little bit deeper into this because it could be a little bit weird if you started to ask a lot of personal questions mm -hmm. of, of your customers like, hey, so, you know, that could be awkward. Sure. So, um, you know, we've talked a few examples here, like really listening, really putting on your empathy ears, but what are just kind of maybe like, some subtle ways that you kind of can slide in some questions, as well as then, where do you keep track of those so you have something to reference? What do you think, guys? Wow, that's a good question. Alex, mm -hmm. go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will answer the latter part of that question. Um, you need to have, I mean, this might seem like a no-brainer, but having like a central place where your team communicates yeah. Um, and is able to kind of like aggregate those things over time because this isn't something this isn't 
like for most people, form that they're going to fill out and be like, okay, we have our answers here. Exactly. Like, this is what yeah. they're looking for and this is what they need. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send you out a questionnaire and it's going to be very personal and it's not meant to scare you. Whoa, right. wait, oh. they're going to be running. <laughs> and by the way, we're going to share it with our entire team. So. Yeah, exactly. So, but it's don't be intimidated. It's on a Google sheet. Yeah, don't be right. intimidated. <laughs> um, so, but but having something like like a Slack or your own your your own CRM, there are a lot of free programs out there. You know, we use we use the CRM side of, of Monday.com. Yeah. Um, for that, and it, it doesn't have to be something like Mm-mm. very overly extravagant. It's literally just a place that you can take notes, and everybody um, can view them and 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 add to them. The I think you know, and this reminds me of, and maybe even we just got away from this as like. Kind of reminds me of the old time sales guy who back in the day might have a little notepad and he was in the office and he's looking around when he's in a meeting and he's like, picture of wife with family. Okay, they have this many kids. Picture of baseball framed cards on the mm-hmm. wall. Ooh, they love this particular team. They really were a big fan of Pete Rose or whatever, you know, back in the day. This is like little stuff that he was like jotting down in a notebook. So later, when he called, the conversation wouldn't start with, hey, did you like my product? Let me tell you what's new. Are He'd be you- like, hey, you know what? I saw on auction this thing about Pete Rose, and oh my gosh, can you believe that went for a million dollars? You know, so it's like totally just relaxing into the conversation because who wants to pick up their phone and immediately be like, oh, wow, it's bill calling again and he's selling to me again and uh, I think I'll just won't take the call. <laughs> I'm just thinking uh, off of personal experience like how many just solicitor emails I get from like other marketing softwares and stuff yeah. like that and CRMs. It's like there's never any intro. There's never any relation to your business. It's just like here's our product. Talk to me about it. Yeah. There's, exactly. <laughs> there's no context, right? No. There's no, there's, they didn't find um they didn't take the chance to find some kind of commonality. And what you were alluding to, Sarah, is basically what a successful outside salesperson has done for gen- for exactly. decades. And that's what they would describe to you as, you know, service, taking care of my customer, relationship, um, you know, we're, we're tight, you know, all that. That's all the things that they, that they describe. Exactly. And the best do that very well. Um, there's a lot of people out there that only do that and don't come with business solutions right. to, to help do that, right? You or, need both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so there's a nice hybrid model. Depending on the client base that you have, you push and pull those levers. But I guess that's been done for, and one of the challenges businesses have to do is like, how do we do that as like an ongoing part of our process? Exactly. Like, how do we like, you know, let's just be, be very candid. We talked about this at, at 21 Handshake. How do we like, when we have, a call with someone or where we're onboarding something like how do we ask a question that talks about their past or talks about what they don't want or listens to what they did this past weekend yeah. and then we take notes on it so step one is ask really just yeah. ask the question and a lot of people don't want to ask this question what don't they want or what what don't you like about what we're doing exactly. there's a ton of people that don't want to know you know and really the best thing you could do is figure that out and address it right yeah um, but it's just kind of, you know, in between the lines is listening in there. Um, but then how do you do it to where you, not just when you feel like it, but you know, every quarter we're going to try to get a, every two months, we're going to try to get a little bit more intel and 
like like you said, populate it somewhere central, have it kind of spur some ideas, and like, oh, we realize when it comes around the holiday times, and you've learned these four data yeah. points, you create something unique, specific. You know, right. you know that they're vegan, and so when you send the 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 food. It's all vegan food versus, you know, chocolate donuts and, you know, all the, you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah, so. Right. You're getting to know your customer better and that, you know, will lead into what they starve for type of what their motivation, their goal, their, I, I starve for this because it's really important to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there was something interesting that I don't remember if it was you, Isaac, or Ashley that brought this up uh, in regards to the ask method. And one of the things was don't ask questions that you're either not going to remember or won't bring up again in the future. So you it's not it. just like fluff mm. questions. You got it. Right. Um, you're being yeah. intentional. Yeah, yeah being mm -hmm. intentional with your questions. Uh, one big thing for us uh, that, I, you know, that we want to do is we want to know everybody that we work with. We want to know their birthdays. And if we ask that and then we forget their birthday. <laughs> That's bad, right? We could have sent yeah, an email, whatever. You know what? So, like, number one, ask. Number two, use it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, right. you, otherwise, you've just so wasted me, my time. Ask, document, yeah. use. Yeah. Ask, yeah. document, use. Just don't, especially something as personal as a birthday, because, you know, people can get either, you know, depending on your age, <laughs> you know, like, hey, you'll love my birthday. Yeah, you don't love my birthday. Sure. <laughs> you don't need to, you, you know, if you want to tell us whatever, and you, you don't have to give us the birth year, but the actual yeah, day right. is fine. Yeah. Everybody yeah. likes to feel special, though, I think, sure. is that the question that, or, or what it comes down to, like you said at the beginning, everyone wants to be seen, everyone wants to be understood, and then we're asking these questions, we're documenting them, and then you're actually using them, um, you know. Too. And everybody's different. Everybody's different. Everybody communicates differently. And so I think also, you know, um, you can't go into this, you know, thinking, well, that customer, you know, is going to be the same as that customer, the same as that customer. That well, everyone is a little bit slightly different, um, and what they. There is. I. There's this other. There's this sphere of transactional business where stuff is going on, and I, we, we do X for them and it costs why and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And everybody understands that. But then there's this entire other ecosystem that's out there that's this emotional part of business that has so much to do with what happens within your organization. Yeah. And and it's beyond the transaction. It's the experience or whatever you call it. It's feeling understood. Yes. It's feeling like you're a part of something. It's finding joy to work with that person at work when you have seven other vendors you can't stand and are you the eighth one that they just love hopping on the phone with? Oh, yeah. In fact, you guys end up there talking for 47 minutes when it was only supposed to be a 15 minute call. Exactly. Like that stuff goes so far. It's the you know? human. It's, it's the human, human part. You know, the and human it's element. hard to jam it in the spreadsheet. But oh, there, yeah. but that part, there's, there's, there's business success outside of the spreadsheet and exactly. that's what we're talking about. Exactly. Wow, yeah, so I think there's just so much here and we could probably keep talking about it. Um, just such an interesting, interesting topic. So we would love to know, what do you start for? Uh, and that's okay if you don't want to share it with us. Um, you know, maybe just think about it and think about what your customers start for. But if you do want to share it with us, we would love to know. Connect with us at 21 Handshake on social media and, and let us know. Um, did you love this episode? We would love if you took a moment to rate us five stars and then you shared it with a friend, even if it's just to ask them, what do you start for?